I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. On today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are continuing the conversation that we started last week about anger. Last week was so good, so I can't wait to continue this. Let's go. Well, last week we talked about anger and we answered the questions, what is it? Is all anger bad? What is making us so angry as a culture? So if you haven't had a chance to listen, be sure that you go back to last week's episode and start there. And we'll make sure that we put the link in the show notes. So this week, what we're doing is we're getting really practical, which you know is my very favorite. So we're getting really practical when it comes to anger. Like, can we actually do anything about it? Can we change? You know, what's really interesting to me is over the last 10 years in online ministry, there is a couple of topics that I would call hot topics, that whenever we bring them up, whenever we write about them or talk about them, a lot of people respond. And one of those, I would actually say the top one, is anger. And that just tells me that there are a lot of us that really struggle with anger. And I think what we want is we want to learn how to overcome it. Can we actually change? And I know, I know, no, no, it's a struggle. So that's what we want to talk about today. Are there practical ways that we can overcome anger in our life? And, you know, <laughs> okay, as we get started, I'm just going to be really real here. Um, I, you know, some things can really irritate me. I wouldn't say I'm I'm like this explosive angry person because I know there's people that struggle in that way. I'm more like things can really kind of irritate me like when I when we get home from somewhere and the dog is barking nonstop and the kids are trying to ask me a question <laughs> and the house looks way messier than I remember when I left. I don't even know whose household you're talking about right now. <laughs> Is that ours? I, you know, I'm just actually, as I'm talking, realizing that that is You're one becoming of- becoming angrier? I feel angry right now. No, that that's one of the things that probably brings out my irritation and anger is when things feel chaotic. Like when things, when the house is a mess, that really bothers me. And mm. I'm not even a perfectionist, but there's, I think we can recognize there's things in our life that kind of make us angry. But anyways, yeah, we're going to talk that- about that. <laughs> That's good to know. I'm so glad we're doing this podcast. I'm learning so much more about you every single episode. (laughs) So, okay. But, okay. So I want to know, honey, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question and I'm asking you. Why am I getting nervous all of a sudden? And you have to be completely 100% honest. Okay. (laughs) What over this past week, was there anything that you felt really angry about? Wow. Boy, nothing like putting me on the yeah, spot. Yeah, nothing here, like getting really vulnerable here with our yeah, people. <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like I've really, I've had quite a streak here lately, like a good streak. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you know I mean? that like, could be like better. Good, okay, a good streak. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how how long that streak will last, but I feel like I'm really, I'm really got a good streak. You're onto something. I'm onto something. But no, I think you're right. I think everybody struggles with anger in, in in different ways and at different times. Of course, we talked about this in episode one. Like we, most of our struggle is with unrighteous anger, not righteous anger. Okay, honey. And uh, I'll get to it. I'm, I know I'm, I'm like, not, you're I'm not trying deflecting. to avoid I, the question. I promise I'm not okay, deflecting. Okay. But you know, everybody, and we struggle in very real ways. I mean, we live in a fallen world. There's great disappointment. There's great hurt. We're, we're sinned against. I mean, there's right. all sorts of, re- I mean, you just think about 
the world we're living in right now with with the pandemic that just seems like it's never mm. going to end and families that, that are at home trying to work or maybe educate their kids at the same time. There's just a lot of stress. And so you can understand why a lot of people feel like they're at the boiling point right. uh, at different times. But, you know, it's sort of a silly example. You asked me the question. I told you I'd answer it. Yes. Um, I don't remember what night it was, but I was so excited to sit down on the couch and read a book. I'm in, in, into several good books right now. Mm-hmm. And this one, I was just so, and it was one of those. You act one like you never I, have the opportunity to sit well, down. I know and read a book. that is you that's true. Love to read, but I, I like I really need to read this one, you know. And, and, it, it, was, and it requires it's kind of a it's a taxing one mentally. Like you need to be fully in. Okay, wait. Let me just stop you really quick because I just need to set the I need set the stage so people can understand this. When you talk about this book that you were so excited to read, and just you know, I I can picture you right now with your book light. Because yes, he All has. Right. <laughs> I'm over forty. Who doesn't have a book? He, we are in a room that, that a room that is fully lit, but he has his book light on, and he's so excited, you know, sitting in his yellow chair in the corner. And, I live a wild life. <laughs> and the book that he's this riveting book is a book about Christian history. What <laughs> could that, be more exciting? I mean, other than the Bible. Anyways, oh, so anyways. that that was a moment. Like I was just really looking forward right. to that, and I. And it, it turned out that, you know, the kids wanted to talk and, and which is, you know, completely fine. Yeah, I'd be a bad parent great. if I didn't, you know, love that or want that. But it was just one example of like, oh, I felt. They kept talking to I you. just felt that like, oh, there's something in my heart that is being exposed that I want that I'm not getting. Something's become more important to me than loving God and loving my kids, loving others. And we're going to get into that in a little bit as far as what anger reveals in the heart. But for me, in that moment, that's one example. Well, that's That that was pretty minor. Like, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, but th- and that happens often. I feel like you get the book out, your your book light, is, you flick it on, and you're all excited. And, well, and, then, my I, younger and then I years, hear a sigh, and you close it all up <laughs> and put it away. Because Be- at some point, I'm like, what, what what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, I can't read a sentence. <laughs> Have a conversation and then read the next. Like I, my my brain is not sharp it's enough. Like dad, dad, yeah. <laughs> dad, as you, and then it's quiet for a minute. Or it's me going, honey, and yeah, I have to tell you. something. I didn't want to bring that up, but since you did, <laughs> maybe no. it's not just the kids. Okay, anyways, <laughs> moving on. But that's like you said, it's a little bit of a silly example. And um, what I shared, I feel like it's sometimes silly. The things that I let overwhelm me and bring out the irritation. Um, but you know, this is serious too, and I think. This can be a serious issue for people. You know, some people really struggle with anger. So we want to talk about how we can overcome that. Yeah, I mean, I just think about, I'm, I'm struck, you know, by how many times the Bible describes God as being slow to anger. Mm. And, you know, we, we, of course, talked in the last episode about how God, when he gets angry, it's a righteous anger. And certainly there's lots of examples in the Bible of God you know, getting angry, but he gets angry for the right reasons. And, yeah. you know, Jesus got angry, but I'm struck at how many times the Bible talks about God being slow to anger. You know, Exodus 34 verse six talks about God who is compassionate and he's gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. I mean, the psalmist in, in Psalm 103 verse eight says the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. Joel chapter two, mm-hmm. verse 13, same thing. Uh, rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and abounding in love. And that that's really what we're after in the Christian life mm-hmm. is 
One of the reasons why, uh, you know, growth and transformation is so hard and challenging is because we don't yet love what Jesus loves. Mm. And I think especially as we're in this time of, of Lent and we're leading up to Easter and we, we've been talking about this theme of dying to ourselves so that we might yeah. experience more of the life of God. I mean, that's what we're after. Like we want the Holy Spirit to continue changing us from the inside and giving us the heart of God. We want to become more and more slow to anger. We want our anger to be an expression of what's mm. right and not not what is unrighteous. Yeah, and when you like when I hear those words compassionate and gracious and slow to anger and bo- and abounding in love, I I'm like, "Oh, I that just like I want to be like that." You know, I just I feel like that's so inspiring and I I think that we can be like that. Of course, it's never perfect, right? Well, but it's that we process, can, right, right, that we've talked about before that this is a long road, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus invites us to come follow him and he's changing us you know, day by day, week by week, month by month. And what the enemy wants to do is discourage us and to say to us that we're never going to change. We're just going to always struggle with these outbursts or raising our voice or whatever. And so, yeah, I think just to be encouraged that that God is going to finish the work that he started in you uh, or in us. And so this is not something that, um, that we have no power. Uh, you know, we, the power that we have comes, you know, from God yep. that he gives us his grace, gives us the power of his spirit. Um, but we just need to be encouraged that and we not can discouraged that we can actually change yeah. with God's help. Yeah. So one of the things that we want to talk about today as we lead, um, up to the, the practical ways to overcome anger is that we want to first recognize that our anger always reveals something underneath. It's a state of our heart. There's something that we want maybe that we're not getting. It's this fallen desire or this lie that we are believing. Yeah, I think you're, you're exactly right that, that anger reveals something going on in our heart. And so I think that's one of the really practical things that we can do as we're thinking about, you know, overcoming anger. Um, you know, one question I think that we ought to ask ourselves when we do get angry, mm-hmm. is what is it that I want that I'm not getting? Yeah. Um, what am I? What am I not getting that I think I deserve? And I think that can be a really important question to help uh, uncover what's going on in our heart. And like you said, what what are the the desires that I'm after? What's become more important to me than loving God and loving others? Uh, is there some kind of lie that I believed about who God is or about how life works? Mm-hmm. And so I think that question can be just a really simple, practical way of inviting God's grace into our anger and and asking him to help us see what it is that we wrongly believe about him or about our life. Mm-hmm. And I think God can use that to continue that transforming uh, process. Yeah, and like I was sharing, you know, when, when I feel irritated uh, by the state of the house or, you know, the chaos around me or maybe if the kids aren't listening, whatever it is, um, that, you know, that reveals something about my heart. Maybe I want control. You know, I want control. I want, why aren't they listening? Why are they not following the things I've taught them? And instead of handing that over to God, I take it into my own hands. And and that's when I feel angry about it. Yeah. I mean, I think about, um, I think that's a great example as a parent, sometimes our anger, it it on the surface seems justified, but if you, if you sort of um, you know, poke at it a little bit and, and ask that question, mm-hmm. you begin to realize that, oh, wow, like my anger when we were doing family devotions wasn't righteous anger. <laughs> Honey, that sounds um, funny. I, well, it you know, because sometimes, well, okay, not here, all the time. This is real life. You know, I think we hear, you know, about a family doing family devotions around the dinner table or in the living room after dinner or something, and it sounds so 
wonderful. Like, oh, they <laughs> they are just. But such... what parent hasn't gotten upset in the midst of okay, you know, like well, they don't see, there's no revival okay, happening. Um... You have to explain this, <laughs> right? So sometimes when we're doing family devotions, it feels as if you know maybe uh, they aren't paying attention or you're just not getting through to them, and. I feel like that's where the frustration comes in. Yeah, and I think that that's you know that, and that's what I mean. Like sometimes you know, we can get angry in those moments or upset and go, "What in the world? Like, why? Why am I getting upset in that moment?" And and when you ask yourself the question, it's like, "Oh, you realize that maybe what was more important to me was was control, or mm. or I wanted uh, respect. I asked my my son or daughter to do something and they didn't do it, and so I got really angry. Now, some of that anger is justifiable, right? You. You want something right. good and, yeah. and you, you know, kids ought to obey their parents and listen to their parents, but you realize how easy it is to get, uh, to get angry for the wrong reason and take it into um, your and own to take hands. it in our own hands. And so I think it's really important, um, you know, whether it's in parenting, you know, in just different situations mm-hmm. to be asking that question, what is it that I really want? Like what caused me to get angry? Did something even good become more important to me. I think about when I was diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. um, you know, I struggled at different times with anger and um, I had to to come to grips with maybe there were wrong beliefs I had about who God is mm. uh, or wrong beliefs about the way life was supposed to work. Mm. Um, you know, we're, we're not guaranteed 80 years on the planet. We're not guaranteed perfect health. Right. Um, we're not guaranteed comfort uh, for our entire existence here on the earth. I mean, those kinds of things. And so, I think there's a lot of different ways that, that we can we can get angry. Or you think about it in a relationship, maybe in a marriage or in a ministry context where you, you feel like you've been wrongly accused or somebody's mm. blaming you for something and they're not hearing you. I mean, you can get angry um, in those situations. And again, sometimes the, the anger seems justifiable, um, but I think asking yourself that question, like, what is it that I really wanted in that situation, and how do I invite God into that? How do I how do I make loving God and loving others um, in a Christ-like way the the most important mm-hmm. thing? And yeah. so much of our anger really exposes that that I just wanted something selfish uh, at, at times. Yeah, and exposes what we believe. And I think you know sometimes our anger is justifiable. I mean, people do things right. to us. Um, things happen to us that we have a right to be angry about, but it's how we handle that anger. And ultimately, it's God who is sovereign over the situation and over our life. No, you're exactly right. I think that's so important because there are so many real painful, hurtful things mm-hmm. that, that happen. And, and it is completely natural at times to be angry at that. And, you know, this is kind of, it goes back to what we talked about, um, you know, in a previous episode of, of forgiveness, but also that, that idea where, you know, in, in Romans, Paul says that, that you know, he's quoting uh, the Lord where he says that vengeance is mine um, mm-hmm. and that God is the one that repays, mm-hmm. that he's the one that rights the wrongs. And so I think even when we are, we are um, unfairly treated or we are, are deeply hurt, of course, we ought to work towards reconciliation and, um, and, and forgiveness, all of those things, healing those broken relationships mm-hmm. and those wounds. But at the end of the day, there are some things that only God can, can rectify. That right. He's the one that ultimately rights those mm-hmm. wrongs. And so I think where it becomes sinful is when we try to, to repay um, the evil that maybe has been done to us or the hurt that has been done to us. Mm-hmm. And so we, we vent our anger towards somebody. Sometimes we can withdraw from somebody and punish them. Uh, in those ways. And so when we know that God is a good, just God and he's righteous, 
that allows us to to love him and to love others in, in, in a Christ-like way and not to pay back. Yeah. And I, you know, as we're talking about some of these really, these deep wounds and hurts and, and health diagnoses, and maybe we have a listener whose spouse left them, whatever it is, um, that has been done to you or, or has happened to you, um, in your circumstances, I think a question that we should answer, and I'm not going to answer this, honey, you have to. (laughs) Wow. You really put me on the spot in this episode. Oh, is it ever okay to be angry at God? Because Mm. I think that, I mean, that's just reality. Think of how many of us could struggle with that. Is it ever okay to be angry at God? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we've talked about in the past the importance of the Psalms. I mean, I, I always encourage anybody that's walking through a difficult time for whatever reason to just immerse themselves in the Psalms. And the Psalms are just mm. these honest cries of the soul, and they really express every uh, sorrow that we feel. Yeah. Um, and, and yet the Psalms also... Uh, not only give us language for that, but they also they also really have a way of, of rectifying our emotions. Mm-hmm. And you know, we come uh, to God, and and yet the Psalms tell us how how to come into His presence and and to feel in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so, I think the answer that that you're you're the the answer to the question that you're asking is that I think it's okay to bring our anger to God, but it's not okay to be angry at God. Mm-hmm. And so, I think th- those are very different. I yeah. mean, I think it's okay for us to bring our anger honestly before God. But I don't think it's ever um, right for us to be angry at God. Right, because that's what we see in the Psalms. It's you the, do. Your, the anger is you see the honesty, but, but not right. an accusatory or, or an mm-hmm. accusation against God. And I think that's that. I think sometimes in our culture, our Christian culture, um, it's true that God is big enough to to handle any any emotion. Right. Um, but I think we have to be really really careful at distinguishing those those two things. I think it's absolutely important that we're honest with God. That the more honest we are with Him the deeper our intimacy is with him. Mm. Um, but we need to be careful of, um, of bringing our anger to God instead of being angry at him. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I think about the Psalms and you think about, you know, David so frustrated, so upset, why, you know, lamenting, and it always ends with, I feel like this trust, right? you know, this trust and this, this surrender and I think that's what it looks like, the difference between being angry at God and taking our anger to God. Okay, that that's really good. So, okay, did I so pass? Did I pass the... Uh... You did. You passed. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a test. Right. Anyways. Okay, so let's, let's um, talk about the practical ways that we can overcome anger. And, you know, like I said, it is possible to change. We've done many episodes in the past about change and what that looks like looks like and how we change. And so we want to talk about these practical ways that we can overcome anger. And I think the first thing that we can do is just paying attention to when we get angry. So like I mentioned, I notice, um, you know, when the house is a mess, I can get really irritated on edge. Uh, what about being hangry? Like you don't really, you're, you're, you're like one of the, I know I'm making it sound like I, I think yourself. Oh, honey. I actually am a very even keel person. It takes a lot to get me angry. So if I'm angry... I have to you... really mess up the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if I'm angry, like even with, you know, serious things, not petty things, but, you know, if I'm angry, angry, it has taken a lot to get me to that point. Right. And usually, no, it's serious. Um, so <laughs> anyways, but I think paying attention, like, so what I mean by that is I can tell, like, if I'm really hungry... <laughs> 
<laughs> I get hangry, you know, I mean, who doesn't, right? Or if I had coffee, I mean, this is so silly, but there's things in our life that are just these regular, maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, you know, it's hormonal, whatever. There's things like that. I can pay attention to when I'm getting angry. And I feel like that's a practical way to actually take action and just by recognizing those things. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, we, you know, in our episode on confession, we talked about that discipline of, you know, what we call the examine or others have called the examination of conscience. And it's that, you know, intentional discipline of, of you know, we started with that first R of reviewing. And so as you review your day, the, the goal is with God's help to identify patterns of sinful behavior so that you can, by his grace, root that out. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And so I think when you're paying attention to times or circumstances or seasons where you get angry, you're able to to help. Uh, you're you're able with God's help to be able to overcome that, and and sometimes that looks like in a marriage knowing. Okay, we know that if we go too many weeks without going out on a date, for example, or having time alone, you know that, that that's not good for us. It's not good for our family. Not for oh, our, you know. Actually, I'm just speaking in general. Okay, but honey, I this is a really good. I just thought of something. This is paying attention to when you get angry. Is when um, after nine p.m. You get angry if I'm, well, not, I don't mean you get angry every night after 9 no, let's, p.m. Yeah. What, let me restate You're that. a morning person. I'm sorry. I'm a morning person and you're a night person. Right. And so I am ready to talk about stuff at night and you are not. And no, so it's just not. better to let you go to sleep. I, I stopped following Jesus about 8.59 <laughs> and then start again at 6 a.m. Oh, okay. <laughs> So anyways, but you're right. I think that first practical, uh, one practical example would be just paying attention to, to when you get angry and, you know, being able to notice certain patterns um, of, of sinful behavior. Because we can be proactive in can that. Be proactive then. in that. Number two, I would say, is pay attention to what you want. And we've already talked about this, that, that when we get angry, it's a great opportunity to ask of ourselves, what is it that I'm, that I'm wanting that I'm not getting? Uh, what is it that I desire? And so mm-hmm. I, I don't remember who it was, but they talked about the idea of when a desire moves to a demand and then a demand moves to punishment. And maybe that was Paul Tripp or Timothy Lane. But that idea of that there are lots of desires that we have that that might be good desires. Um, but when those desires become demands, I, I have to have those things. Then our anger is moving us in a dangerous Direction, and then when that demand moves to punishing, mm. um, that's when it becomes uh, really dangerous, right? So we mm-hmm. we move from desire to demand to punishment, and now I'm going to punish you because I'm not getting what I want. I don't get peace and quiet. Right. Uh, I don't get to go out on a date. I don't, I don't get, get to sit to down and read my, my book. book. The... Um, <laughs> we were going the same place. And so people there. <laughs> raise their voices, or or right. in in other ways, they you know they they become you know um, incredibly upset, or they punish with silence. And so I think just paying attention to what it is that you want and repenting of those sinful mm. selfish desires when mm-hmm. we recognize that's mm-hmm. what is motivating our anger mm-hmm. and then paying attention to what you believe and there I, I'm gonna have you share this because I think you do it really well um, but paying attention to what we believe is a matter of the heart so going down to that deepest level of what we're believing yeah I kind of touched on this I think before where mm-hmm. you know anger does expose what we what we believe for example about who God is or yeah. about what we expect out of life and so I think anger has a way of, of revealing maybe those wrong beliefs we have about God. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, you know, again, to, to use an old analogy, I mean, God is not a vending machine, right? We, we don't just mm. sort of put the quarter in and get whatever we want out. 
And so sometimes what, what anger does is it reveals those things that we've believed about God that are not really consistent with who he is or how mm. he behaves. Mm-hmm. Um, they also reveal just certain things about life that, that we uh, may wrongly hold. And you know, again, I shared that already of just thinking that, well, life is supposed to be comfortable and, right. and easy and, and I'm guaranteed you know, 75 or 80 years. And mm-hmm. so there are lots of things that anger reveals about our, our heart. And, and sometimes it reveals that we believe the wrong things about who God is or about what, what we're yeah. supposed to get out of yeah, life. Yeah. And I think some of those things can be programmed in us when we're young. And I think this is a good place to mention that this counseling can be so, like, if anger is something that you struggle with, counseling can be so helpful in that because there can be things from your childhood that are programmed in you that you really need to work through. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important for us when we think about confession, you know, we not only need to confess sin, but we need to confess our wounds to God so that he can heal them. And so there are times where we need to repent and confess sins and ask God for forgiveness. But there are times where we need to, to bring to God, confess to him the, the wounds that we have from maybe early in our childhood. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're talking about, where, where counseling can be a great process um, right. you know, for us to unpack some of those things that maybe we, we uh, experience as a child, maybe even before mm-hmm. we remember those events happening and then how we interpret those things and how we can believe lies and we can, you know, carry with us so many uh, different, um, you know, sort of emotional wounds uh, into adulthood. And and anger is one of the ways that that I think and that psychologists believe, Christian counselors believe that that expose those deep wounds that Mm. we experienced maybe as a child or uh, even beyond that. And so, yeah, so don't ignore that. I just love that, that you just even brought that up, that they, that psychologists and counselors believe that anger is something that exposes those deep wounds. Absolutely. The way that it kind of comes out. Don't ignore that. If that's something that you are struggling with, there is help. When sometimes you just need somebody else outside your, yes. your marriage or your family or Absolutely. outside yourself to mm-hmm. see those things and understand the, the origin of them. Right. And, um, and so that can be so helpful of just sort of tracing the lie, going back to the origin of, mm. of why you feel that way, why you think that way, uh, why you're responding that way. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's just an awful lot there that mm, I think uh, needs to be processed and unpacked so they can ultimately be, be healed. And, and I would say the last one um, is just to, to take your, your, your anger to Jesus. I mean, mm. to, to run to him, to go to the cross. Um, nobody understands more than Jesus does. Nobody knows what it's like more than he does to feel the sting of betrayal, to mm. feel like uh, he's not being heard or to feel alone, mm. uh, to feel scared. Um, go sit in the Gospels and read the Gospels, especially his time in the Garden of Gethsemane, especially his passion, uh, his time on the cross, and and watch what he does, listen to mm. what he says. And so, you know, again, we want to take our honesty to Jesus so that our intimacy with Jesus will grow more and more um, deep. Oh, and so there, there, is, um, there is nobody on the planet that is more for us than Jesus. Mm, and so I think amen. that's where our power comes. Right. Um, he gives us the grace and the strength as we share in his suffering, as we look to him in his suffering. Uh, he's also raising us to new life. And as we're growing in honesty with him, we're also growing in our intimacy with him. And he's giving us his grace. He's giving us his spirit so that we might uh, have the heart that he has and we might begin to overcome, um, you know, sinful, selfish, and destructive anger. Yes, and you can change, not in your own power, but in his power. And that's 
Oh, that's what I love. That's so good. Well, listen, we are so grateful that you have joined us for this episode. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the other episodes that we've done during this season of Lent, be sure you listen back to those. And also, hey, if we haven't met you, we want to get to know you. We want to be your friends. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwenk and at Ruth Schwenk or on Facebook. Also, don't forget everything that we have talked about will be at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. Again, we're so thrilled you've joined us. We welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Would you do us a big favor and leave us a review or rating and also share this podcast with your friends? Listen, when you share it, make sure you tag us so we can repost. It just takes a second. It's a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. Thank you so much. We're so grateful for your help in getting the word out. All right, friend. Well, we will chat soon and we hope you have a great day.